Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Objective Health. I am your host, Doug, and my co-hosts today are Erica, Elliot, and Tiff. Hello. Full Hello. house today. Uh, and in the background, on the ones and twos, as usual, keeping it real, is Damien. Hello. So today on... on... wheels of steel. Exactly. <laughs> today on Objective Health, we are going to be talking about a recent outbreak of hepatitis that has been happening in clusters, I guess, around the world. Kind of mysterious. Um, as of April 21st, the WHO published recently, at least 169 cases of acute hepatitis of unknown origin have been reported from 11 countries. Um, it includes United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland with 114 cases, Spain with 13 cases, Israel with 12 cases, U.S. with nine cases, Denmark with six, Ireland has less than five, I guess that means four, Netherlands has four, Italy has four, Norway two, France two, Romania one, and Belgium one. So the weird thing about it is that it seems to be affecting children. Um, and of course they have come forward and said it has absolutely nothing to do with the vaccine. And their reasoning on that isn't necessarily that they know that those kids haven't had the vaccine, but that those kids are not old enough to have had the vaccine. Now, we've all heard stories of crazy parents getting their kids vaccinated, despite the fact that it wasn't approved for children, because they're terrified. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, in this show, we're just going to kind of dig into this and see what what exactly is going on. Well, um, and most of those countries that you listed, Aren't most of them children ages five and up have access to the jab? Uh, that's a good question because the the outbreak is happening. It's it, there's different things going on here because one article early on, which we had up on SOT, um, just called sudden er, sudden surge in unexplained cases of liver inflammation seen in children in UK, US, Spain, and Ireland. And that was back April 14th. And I believe it's that article that said that the children were ages one through six, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, yeah. So there was nine children in Alabama specifically, ages one to six, who um, had come down with this hepatitis. Now, it should also be stated that these people have been tested for hepatitis viruses, like hepatitis A, hepatitis B, hepatitis C. And it's been negative. It hasn't shown that. Mm. But oddly enough, they have tested positive for adenovirus. So, yeah, just to add, um, according to the reports in Spain, the children have been between 22 months and 13 years old. Oh, okay. Um, so it's a little bit older. And then in England, it's ages two to five. Well, it says most of the children. So there's been 60 cases of pediatric hepatitis, which is really uncommon, by the way. Uh, 60 cases, which have been under, under investigation, and the ages have been from ages two to five years old. Um, and 13 cases have been identified among young children in Scotland, but they didn't uh, specify the age. That was I back in... Scotland. The uh, Scotland one was... Uh, children ages 10 and below, like two yeah. or three to age 10. 
Sorry, yeah, no, it says here within a three-week period, five children ages three to five oh. developed it in Scotland. So young. Yeah, that was, um, those numbers were from April 14th. So that was a while yeah. ago um, or almost a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so that whole 60 cases thing is obviously ballooned because that WHO article is actually saying there's 114 in the UK. So it's going up. But it's really strange. Like, and I, th I think that, you know, unsurprisingly, they're very, very quick to dismiss any possibility that it's the vaccine. Of course, there's always a possibility that there's something weird going on with the vaccine, even if these kids aren't vaccinated because of all the shedding that goes on. Um, yeah, I mean, it's these kids are going to be exposed to people who are triple vaxxed, quadruple vaxxed, all that kind of stuff, um, living in the same house with them, going to school with them, all that sort of thing. So like to say that it, that it absolutely has nothing to do with the vaccine is maybe a bit premature, but I mean, they probably won't investigate that anyway. Um, and one interesting... Yeah. Sorry, go on, Elliot. I, I was just going to say the 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 reason why they're saying this, they're saying, oh, it's not because of the vaccine, is because the ages don't fully match up, right? Is that you've got like children who are below the age of five, at least in the UK and in Scotland, those children are not technically meant to be having the COVID vaccine at the moment. Uh, last time I checked, it was children above the ages of five, right? They were the ones who had like this regular vaccine schedule. So, so one of the reasons why I think they're saying is there's, there's been, you know, there's no chances of the vaccine is because, you know, that they're not, they're not among the age range, uh, which, which is going to be getting the COVID vaccine. And that's immediately what people would be, uh, jumping to conclusions about. So they're essentially saying, well, no, they haven't had the vaccine because they're this age. Therefore it's something else. But sorry, dog, I cut you off. No, that's okay. Um, yeah. Well, and uh, also another strange thing about this is that the majority of these children allegedly had no underlying health conditions that would explain why they're going into liver failure at such a young age. Yeah, it is very strange. And you were saying that this type of uh, hepatitis is very rare among children. Yeah, I mean, it, the primary cause for it, I mean, you're going to get a, a small number of people who, who get autoimmune hepatitis or any other kind of hepatitis for whatever reason. There's always going to be those outliers, but I mean, you're talking like a, probably a less than 1% uh, like statistic in terms of how many kids get this. It's like one in 100,000 or one in... Mm. 150,000 or something like that is very, very, un, very uncommon. The, however, out, that's outside of the context of infection because uh, the, the rates as per what I understand, certain types of uh, infections, whether it be bacterial infection, but primarily viral infection, these can cause hepatitis, temporary hepatitis. So you've got your, your hepatitis A, hepatitis B, hepatitis C, um, again, those are very uncommon, but you've got other types of viral infections which are associated with uh, with hepatitis. Hepatitis basically just means liver infl inflammation, right? 
uh, and it's usually transient. It's it's like a temporary thing. It doesn't require. Uh, again, statistically, it's not common that one would require um, a liver transplant. What they've said in these children is that there's a, a significant portion of them. I can't remember exactly how many. I don't know if they specified, but a significant portion of these children have actually had liver failure to the extent that they've had to had they've had to have a liver transplant. Like that's serious. That's usually something that you would see in a drug addict or like a chronic alcoholic or mm-hmm. someone with a really serious underlying condition. This is something that you do not see in children like of this age range. So it's like, I cannot overstate it. It's really bizarre, like yeah. absolutely bizarre. Well, well I wonder that- if they've taken into consideration also uh, that they're giving these underage children hepatitis vaccines you know what i mean because they don't say they say it's not a result of the covid vaccine but how's to say we don't know that it could be a result of changing the hepatitis vaccine that they usually at least in the u.s give uh the first one on the first day of life you know so there's that too yeah well the one thing that they're saying in a number of the articles that we looked at actually was they, they, they put forward the idea that with all the social distancing that's been going on, the lockdowns, the mask wearing, all that kind of stuff, it's leading children to be more susceptible, uh, particularly long, young children, because they aren't kind of in the normal milieu of all the circulating viruses and aren't building up immunity to those sorts of things. We've talked about this on the show before that the, the lockdowns actually make people more susceptible to other viruses, um, not just COVID, uh, because they haven't been exposed. They're not getting exposure to all the circulating viruses that are usually, um, we're surrounded by all the time and are constantly, our immune system is reacting to them and building up immunity. So they've put that forward as a, as a, um, a hypothesis, but I kind of personally, I don't think that that really, you know, explains it. I mean, why is it specifically hepatitis? Why is it happening in multiple places around the world at once, essentially, in these little pockets? Like, it just seems very strange that this would just pop up all of a sudden. And I don't think that the lockdowns really, like, explain that. Mm-hmm. The adenovirus, um, the adenovirus uh, connection is, is interesting as well. Now, they haven't come out and said that it's caused by the adenovirus. Right. They just said that many of these children have uh, tested positive for adenovirus. But it's interesting because there are vaccines for COVID being used right now that are adenovirus viral vectors. Now, Elliot, you know more about this than I do. But basically, the idea is they are. It was the um, AstraZeneca and the Johnson and Johnson, I think, are both adenovirus and Co- Covivax or something like that. I, one that's not a, a, a Western one, I think. Um, and what they basically do is um, insert the spike protein uh, RNA into um, like the shell of uh, an adenovirus and um, inject the people with that. And then, well, maybe you could explain it, Ellie, because you, you kind of have a better handle on it than I do. Uh, yeah, so, so the primary difference is that the mRNA vaccine, so the Moderna and the Pfizer, there's basically a, a mRNA molecule or a, however many mRNA molecules which are basically packaged up into like these little fat packages. They're injected into the body and they travel into the cell, 
get into the cell and, and this kind of has the genetic information or the instructions and it tells the nucleus of the cell to start generating proteins, specifically spike protein, right? Whereas the adenoviral vectors, well, they don't, the, the adenovirus doesn't contain mRNA in terms of its what it's packaged up with, although it does have the instructions um, within its own genome. So what they basically do is they take this, this virus, they genetically manipulate it, they add in the instructions in a similar way to the mRNA vaccines, these instructions that are then going to be incorporated into the human cell when, when the virus essentially infects a cell. And then you get this, uh, the, the, the information traveling to the kind of nucleus of the cell and tells you to basically make your own spike protein. So the, the, the consequence of both of the vaccines are somewhat similar in that they both carry information telling your cells to make spike protein. However, the way that they do it is slightly different. And the way that they do it with the adenoviral vector vaccines, um, the, the concept is, is that they manipulate or they engineer the virus or they, they engineer it to basically not be self-replicating. Okay. And again, it's not like an exact science. So I don't think they really know necessarily whether it does or it doesn't. Right. It's like a, it's a novel technology, but they say, or they claim that, okay, what we've done is we've taken out some gene or we've added some gene or we've taken out some other type of protein in the virus, which means that when it gets into the body, it doesn't replicate. So you don't actually get a viral infection or if you do get a viral infection, it's going to be relatively minor. Yeah. Um, however, like, yeah, that's, that's the concept. Yeah. The problem is that it's like you were saying, Elliot, it's not exact. It's not an exact science. I mean, they like to, you know, put it forward as if it is an exact science, but really, I mean, this is all completely experimental. Um, they don't really know how these things are going to play out in the real world. And I mean, we know for a fact that viruses are mutating at a hell of a rate. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's, this is not uh, an open, open and shut case or anything like that, but I do, I do find it very curious that people have been on mass injected with a modified adenovirus and then suddenly this hepatitis starts showing up in children that is an adenovirus or that is correlated with an adenovirus in many of the cases you know maybe it's just a coincidence but it you know my spidey sense is tingling well and again they're not showing positive tests for hepatitis correct right Right. They're 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 showing all the signs and symptoms, but when they take a test, it doesn't show up as hepatitis. Right. Right. Yeah. So they've got yeah. like non-specific liver information that they have no idea what actually causes it. Yeah. Another interesting I think thing. it's really hard to say without knowing more about the kids' background. Like what really were their health that their uh health status before they went into the hospital? What was their diet? What were they exposed to in the environment? It's really hard to say without all of that information. Another interesting thing is that the COVID vaccines have been showing autoimmune hepatitis um, reactions. So people who have gotten various types of COVID vaccines coming down with hepatitis. Um, Damien, maybe you can show 
just some of the different PubMed um, headlines that are um, that I I sent you. There's been there's been a number of different studies um, published that have shown a lot of times they're just kind of case reports of like one person or something like that. But you know, one will say uh, you know autoimmune hepatitis following COVID vaccination. Autoimmune hepatitis triggered by SARS-CoV-2 vaccination. Autoimmune hepatitis after COVID-19 vaccine. More than coincidence. Acute autoimmune-like hepatitis with atypical anti-mitochondrial antibody after mRNA COVID-19 vaccination. A novel clinical entry. And there's no, there's a number of these. You know, there's a, there's a whole bunch. Um, which is another curious kind of connection. Now, mind you, most of the ones that... I found anyway, were the Moderna vaccine, which is not an adenovirus uh, viral vector vaccine. Um, so maybe, you know, it's we're not necessarily building a case here. It's all just different kinds of possibilities. But I do find it very strange <clears throat> that we have these kinds of novel cases of autoimmune hepatitis coming right after people get vaccinated. You know, these aren't these aren't ambiguous cases, right? This is like the person didn't have hepatitis before they got the shot. They have hepatitis now. Um, and it's, you know, it's not a plague of it or anything like that, but it is happening. Um, and then suddenly you've got this hepatitis thing happening with all these kids. So, again, like, you know, we don't know what these vaccines are shedding. Um, we do know they're shedding vac uh, spike protein. I mean, this could be a consequence of exposure to spike protein. Um, in some kind of vulnerable populations, the spike protein actually might lead to a hepatitis type issue. Um, and then shedding people who are shedding it to vulnerable kids who don't have, who have naive immune systems, which is what they call it when people have been basically isolated and not exposed to all these different um, viruses, bacteria, all that kind of stuff. You know, so these vulnerable kids um, get exposed to a mega dose of spike protein from mommy and daddy who have you know, three shots under their belts. It could be, you know, I mean, obviously it'd be a very difficult thing to, to prove, but you know. It could be the proverbial canary in the coal mine though. Cause as you were saying, they're young. So they're with caregivers, mom and dad, but they're also probably in preschool programs where all the teachers and all the staff are mandated to receive mm -hmm. the vaccine. You know what I mean? And so we're, starting to see now these pockets that could eventually turn, you know, to larger pockets of uh, communities. One thing that was interesting in that World Health Organization article that you had up earlier was they talked about the public health response. And uh, so they said further investigations are ongoing in countries that have identified cases include more detailed clinical and exposure histories, toxicology testing. And as Tiffany said, environmental and food toxicology or toxicity testing, additional virological microbiological tests. Affected countries have also initiated enhanced surveillance activities. So to me, that says they're monitoring this pretty closely and they're going to start collating this data and it'll probably be, you know, 18 to 22 months before we see any of it. But uh, I mean, that could, as you were saying, we're not making a claim. It just seems kind of bizarre. Yeah. You know, very fishy. Yeah. Well, another thing to consider too, is that 
flu vaccines have been known to cause autoimmune hepatitis as well. So it would be interesting if they uh, checked all the vaccinations that the children received prior to coming down with hepatitis. Uh, it's just more more research is warranted is all I can say. Yeah. It's just strange. Yeah, it is very strange. And, you know, I find it interesting. You know, one thing that is, is a bit weird is that in the United States, it's specifically um, in Alabama. That's where the outbreak was. It was like nine kids in Alabama. It's like that. It's a red state. You know, it's not a vaccine happy state, I guess you could say, or a vaccine, a pro, a very strongly pro vaccine state. Mm-hmm. So maybe it has nothing to do with the vaccines, but I don't know. It's, it's just... also one of the most obese states in the U.S. Oh, really? Too, so... Oh, I didn't realize uh, that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's just, I can't, I, I'm, I was trying to think of, of what could connect all these different places. I mean, you've got the U.K., you've got Alabama in the U.S., you've got Spain, Ireland, Netherlands, Israel, France, like, you know, some of them are obviously within, in Europe are within close proximity, but I like the U S is like way out there. Israel is not really that close to Europe either. So I, it's, I'm trying to like figure out in my head, like, what do all these things, what do all these places have in common? And like the vaccine is the one thing that like jumps out at me. It's like, that's pretty clear that it's, it's something that everybody has been equally exposed to. Like, you know, you can get hepatitis from like foodborne things as well, exposure to different um, environmental things, like like all those things can happen, but it's just in such a widespread area. It's like, I don't know what else those different areas would have in common. Yeah. Yeah, it's really bizarre. It's really bizarre because like, you could say, ah, oh, well, you know, maybe, maybe it's maybe it's nothing. Maybe there's nothing about it. Maybe it's some of the other vaccines. Maybe it's just poor diet. Maybe it's just poor lifestyle. But the fact that it's happening like in these pockets and it's it's a pretty recent thing. It's like all happening happening at the same time and all happening kind of in the same areas. It makes you wonder, like, uh, yeah, it seems as though something's changed, right? Something's changed. And you would think that if it was purely due to lockdowns, it would be somewhat homogenous among all children mm-hmm. uh, who had been exposed to lockdowns, which means basically everyone in the Western world. Mm-hmm. So you should be seeing kind of similar levels uh, elsewhere. If it was purely due to lockdowns, you, you should be sim- seeing similar levels of this in particular elsewhere uh, in, in all of the other countries, but you're not. You're seeing small pockets. So... Again, kind of odd. It's what makes me wonder, like, I don't know, is it some kind of, a, you know, an infectious thing that we're seeing, you know, as a consequence of the lockdown, but mm. um, but that's only limited to certain areas, you know, like certain mutations or whatever. Mm. Or is it, on the other hand, was there some kind of a dodgy, I don't know, like a, a dodgy vaccine, you know, a dodgy batch of vaccines yeah. that was distributed to those areas is it because you've got like you mentioned earlier doug are there some doctors or health practitioners who are a little bit more lenient in terms of who they will and will not give the vaccine to you know are you having parents who are getting vaccines for children who are underage in certain areas and that's why we're only seeing it but 
again, that I don't know if that can really explain this situation yeah. because I would imagine that that's probably going on elsewhere. And yet you see very kind of dense, dense uh, concentrations of these cases in very kind of a small, small location, you know, a small location, relatively speaking. So it's very interesting. And I don't think anyone knows what, what's causing it. It's, it's truly bizarre. Well, the cases are still going up at this point, so we probably haven't heard the end of this. Um, it's something that we're going to keep our eye on for sure. But uh, do you guys have anything to add to to what we've covered here? Not much other than it's probably just causing more considerable stress for parents that they were already experiencing for the last two years. You know, I mean, now, you know, whether you want to mask your kids or not, or, you know, in the U.S., they're still trying to get all the under fives vaccinated. Thankfully, there's somebody with a conscience at the FDA that's saying, uh, I don't know about that. We don't know about that, you know, but like it just seems like yet another thing to keep parents in particular on extra high alert and stressed out like it's oh now it's going to be a resurgence of hepatitis you know i thought that was a done deal for most people unless again you're a chronic alcoholic or a drug user you know or unsafe sex i mean things that don't happen to children which has always been my comment about the hepatitis B vaccine for all along. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think it's important to continue to ask questions and and not buy into the fear. It's kind of like these headlines are all about creating fear when we know in all these countries, there's probably other illnesses that are much more serious that are affecting children that don't get reported on. So, you know, there's that to be considered. I don't know. It just seems like fear porn to me, mm. some of it, just reading through the headlines and whatnot, like just another thing to worry about instead of uh, trying to see the world for what it is and what's happening. You know, mm -hmm. that's my two cents. All right. Well, I don't know if we'll ever get a clear answer as long no. as uh, mainstream science and the media is looking into this. So it remains a mystery for now, at least in my book. Yeah. But I still am suspicious that we're not being given the full story. Well, I mean, to be fair, it has it is fairly recent and they might not have yeah. actually just figured it out yet. But I know what you're saying. Like, you know, yeah. if they actually did say, oh, actually, it is from the vaccine. Well, guess what's never come up in the news cycle again, you know? <laughs> yeah. OK, well, I think that's our show for today. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Be sure to like and subscribe if you are so inclined and share. Share amongst all your friends, and we will see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.